Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of our European Hoops podcast. This week we have a doubleheader week at the EuroLeague. So our format for the week and uh, probably our format moving forward here at the European Hoops podcast will be slightly different. Usually we bring you our recap of the previous rounds and then we dive into our previews of each day of uh, each round of the competition. On this doubleheader weeks, we always have more games to preview and to recap, and we love that here at European Hoops Podcast. But we also want to have a format that allows all of you to have time to consume all of the episodes we put out and uh, that we truly enjoy to to do them. And for that reason, we will have a brief recap of the, the previous rounds, and then we will dive into the first day of the, the round 24 my name is Andre, and we are a Sportitus presentation. For our previews, I will have the pleasure to have with me here in the, this episode our two EuroLeague experts, Diogo Valente and Tiago Cordeiro. And uh, besides this uh, brief recap and preview of the, the first day of the round 24, we have special episodes coming out throughout the two-week break that uh, EuroLeague will have. After we have this uh, doubleheader week, then we have one more round of the, the EuroLeague, the round 26 that will be taking place on the 8th and on the 9th of February. After that, EuroLeague goes in a two-week break and during those two weeks we will have special episodes coming out for you guys, so stay tuned for that. Again, a reminder, we had some special interviews here in the podcast with Lee Ellis and with Rafael Barlow. Go back, listen to those episodes. They don't expire and the, the information that we have on those episodes are worth to tune in for. So make sure you don't miss out on that. As always, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Twitter, Teachers Euro League, and share the podcast with a friend. That's the way that we can continue to grow here, our European Hoops podcast. And we are thankful to the many of you that tune in to all of our episodes. The podcast grew very fast and way faster than we expected. So we are thankful for you guys to join us in this adventure. And let's then look at uh, what happened on the round 23 of the EuroLeague. And let's quickly look at the nine games that took place and uh, how are the standings of the EuroLeague after those nine games. The first game that we will look at was the game between Fenerbahce and Virtus. And Fenerbahce at home was able to impose themselves in an 88-75 win. And with this win, Fenerbahce ranks now in fifth place with 14 wins and nine losses. They are one win ahead of a two-team tie for sixth place. And with the new format of the EuroLeague, ending on the top six is uh, particularly important. Uh, for the teams to guarantee that they are on the playoff and they don't need to play in the play-in that will be played between the teams that end the regular season from 7th, 10th places. So Fenerbahce is starting to be able to run away from the, those play-in positions and started to claim themselves as a, a playoff team. They have been one of the best home teams of the whole competition. They have a record at home of 11 wins and uh, one loss. They are tied for second with Barcelona and only trailing for Real Madrid that have a perfect 11-0 record at home. And once again, they were able to impose themselves in a game where the game MVP for Fenerbahce was Jonathan Motley. Motley ended the game with 23 points, 11 rebounds and a PER of 29 and a plus-minus of plus far. He was an important piece for this uh, Fenerbahce team that uh, had also in Scotty Wilblekin once again 
a very important player, despite the not so great shooting night from behind the arc where he ended three out of 12, shooting 25% from three. He ends the game as the, t- the team's second best scorer with a plus 15 and with the best plus minus of the whole team at a plus 21. And he was once again very important for this um, Fenerbahce team. Virtus didn't have on this game Toko Shengelia. We know how important he is and has been for the, the Italian team. And uh, they weren't able to, besides in the first quarter, to, to be able to be competitive and heading to the fourth. Fenerbahce had already a 71 to 56 lead, and they were able to secure this uh, important home victory. The next game that took place was the game between Alba and uh, Red Star. We have spoken many times about how Alba can pick up the pace and try to outscore their opponents. They were able to do that on this game, and the second quarter was particularly important for them. They scored Red Star 32 to 20 on the that second quarter and they were able to conquer the win 89 to 80. With this victory Alba still tied with Asphalt at the bottom of the standings but they remain in 70 place. They have advantage on the head-to-head competition against Asphalt and Red Star they trail uh, one more win behind the, the playing spots. They are now in 13th place with 9 wins and 14 losses and it will be a, a hard climb to this um, Serbian team to be able to, to reach the, the playing spots and once again, and we have spoken about it many times, Red Star's shooting consistency is what lacks many times for them and it happened again on this game, they ended 7 out of 26 from behind the arc and uh, that just wasn't enough for them to be able to compete against an Alba team that uh, ended the game with a good performance, being able to score 89 points and with the game MVP being Yanni Weitzel, he ends the game with 11 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists and a PER of 21. After this game, we had the game between Maccabi and Paratinaikus, and this was a very important game for the Israeli team. It was a very tough matchup for this uh, Maccabi team against this uh, Paratinaikus team, but they were able to, to dominate, they were able to conquer a 15-point win, 90-75, to 75, and they did it... Uh, by being able to do something that we had questions if they will be able to do it because it's something that they have been struggling with throughout the season and on this game they did a good job at taking care of the ball they ended the game with 11, 11 turnovers against 15 from Paratinaikos and that was one of the keys for them to be able to impose themselves on this matchup and especially on the fourth quarter Maccabi was able to just uh, run away with the game. They had a 28 to 16 fourth quarter, and uh, after going to the fourth with a three point lead, they were able to end this game with a um, 15 point uh, advantage and a 50 point win that is very important for their aspirations. Before we go and look at the standings for these two teams, let's Praise the game MVP that was Wade Baldwin the fourth. He ended the game with 22 points, three rebounds, eight assists, two steals, one block shot, and a PR of 33. And he was once again impressive. And we know how good Wade Baldwin can be and uh, how important he is for this Maccabi team. With this victory, they are tied for sixth place with Monaco. They had the disadvantage on the head-to-head matchup with Monaco. Both teams are tied with 13 wins and 10 losses. And Maccabi is at the top of the playing spots at the moment, ranking in seventh place. For the Palatinacos, on the other hand, they kept their fourth place. They have a record of 14 wins and nine losses. They are one win behind the second place, that is Barcelona. And uh, Virtus is also tied for second place, currently ranking third, with 15 wins and eight losses. 
and Panathinaikos certainly wants to be able to secure this home court advantage. They currently are tied with Fenerbahce. I do expect to see Panathinaikos and Fenerbahce to keep climbing in this fight for home court advantage, and I see them as having good chances to end on the top three, or at the very least on the top four of the competition, but Virtus and Barcelona will be tough opponents for that particular battle, and Monaco is just one win behind both the Greek and the Turkish team, and is also a team to take into consideration in this group of uh, five to six teams that is forming at the top and uh, that we see as being the top contenders to be on the, the final four of uh, this edition of the EuroLeague and I keep mentioning it. I still believe on Partizan having that ability as well so they are currently in 10th place but keep an eye out for them if they are able to figure it out in this uh, last run of the, the regular season. They probably won't make it all the way up to the to the playoffs, although they are just one win behind, so it is possible for, for them to also climb all the way to the playoffs. But they are a team that uh, will be able to put up a fight against almost any opponent in a playoff scenario. So they are a team to watch out for, as it is Maccabi, as it is Olympiacos. We know how high-level most of the EuroLeague teams are, and even the teams that are outside of this playing picture, there are some that uh, can be very competitive, and if they can go on a strong run the rest of the way, they still have legit aspirations to, to be in the decision stage stage of the, the competition. Let's continue to move on through the nine games that took place on the round 23 and let's look at the game between Bayern and Asvel. And playing at home, we did expect Bayern to be favorites to this game and they were seen as favorites, they just weren't able to confirm that favoritism. Asvel conquered a very important 12-point road win, 64-76, to 76, in a game where, once again, and uh, he made me look good because I praised him on the last episode, Yusuf Afal uh, had a good performance and him and Paris Lee are really being two of the most consistent players for the, the French team. Yusuf Afal ended the game with 16 points, 13 rebounds, a PER of uh, 28, while Paris Lee was, again, one of the top performers for this uh, Asvel team. He ends this game with 21 points, one rebound, four assists, one steal, and a PER of uh, 19. And these were two of the players that contributed for this very important road win for uh, for Asphalt. And Asphalt shot only 4 out of 14 from behind the arc, but it was enough for them to be able to conquer this win. They went to the free throw line 19 times and they scored 18 of those. That was one of the aspects of the game that uh, they were dominant on this night. And uh, the rebounding battle clearly gave them an advantage. Bayern Munich had 26 rebounds and Asphalt had 40 and that just allow Asphalt to keep uh, prying on the Bayern and to conquer this win. We already know that Asphalt is at the bottom of the standings tied with Album. Bayern with this defeat fell to 15th place. They currently are in 15th place. Also three wins behind the, the playing spots and it's hard to see them being able to climb all the way there even if talent-wise we know that at times they can be able to compete with almost anyone. Real Madrid playing at home was able to beat Olympiacos in a game that uh, was competitive, Olympiacos was able to score 85 points in this game, and with that, they were able to reduce the disadvantage to Real Madrid to only 5 points, and the final score was 90 to 85, and in the first half, it was a 
half dominated by Real Madrid. At halftime, they were winning by 22, but uh, Olympiacos was able to, to respond in the second half and try to cut that lead all the way down to, to five points. In the second half, uh, Olympiacos scored 55 points, allowing only the 38 by Real Madrid, but it wasn't enough. And uh, the Real Madrid was able to decide this game early on and to be able to just build too big of an advantage to allow Olympiacos to come all the way back into the game. Real Madrid stays in the leads of the standings. They have currently uh, an impressive five wins advantage to the second place. They will become winners of the regular stage of the, the competition of the, the EuroLeague sooner rather than later. And uh, there is not much that anyone can do about it. They will need to go on a massive losing streak and that's not expected from, from a team like Real Madrid. They are in the first place with 10 wins and 3 losses, while Olympiacos ranks in 8th place with 12 wins and 11 losses. And they are one win behind the 6th place tie between Monaco and Maccabi. And they still have some aspirations of being able to qualify directly to the, the playoffs. There is still a lot of basketball ahead. The next game that uh, took place on the second day of this uh, round 23 was played between Efes and Monaco. was a road win by Monaco, 78-80. to 80. And uh, this was a very important win for Monaco to be able to beat Efes on the road. But this was a very tough loss for uh, for the home team that now is in a harsh position to be able to, to secure their place in the play-ins. The Efes team doesn't have much margin to accumulate losses at this point of the, the competition. And uh, they need all the wins that uh, they can get. Unfortunately, they weren't able to do it uh, on this game with Monaco being able to have uh, a good second half and mostly a good third quarter to be able to come back from a disadvantage that they had at halftime, 43 to 39. They were able to have a 26 to 17 third quarter and turn the game around and then secure this two points win in the end in a very good basketball game. But unfortunately for the, the home team, they weren't able to, to beat Monaco and they now trail three wins behind the the playing spots with having being tied with Red Star, Bayern Munich, one win ahead of Jogiris, uh, one win behind Milano and uh, the three wins behind the team that is in 11th place that currently is Basconia. The next game taking place put two Spanish teams head-to-head and one of them was exactly Basconia, the other one was Valencia and this was a huge road win for Valencia. Valencia with this win ranks in uh, ninth place and this win is extremely important not only because of them being in that ninth place right now that gives them access to the, the planes, avoid trailing behind these teams that uh, are in these positions and uh, that's very important for Valencia aspirations to be uh, in the fight for the playoffs of this edition of the EuroLeague. This was a game where the Valencia won 62-77 to with the game MVP being Brandon Davis. Brandon Davis ended the game with 19 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal and 2 block shots and a PER of 24 being absolutely crucial for this uh, Valencia dominant road win. Next on the docket we have the game between Partizan and Jalgiris. It was a tough matchup for Jalgiris and they weren't able to, to go into Belgrade and to beat Partizan. Partizan was able to lock this 81-72 to win. The game MVP was Zach Leday with 21 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, a PR of 32. 
after this uh, home victory. Partizan is now in 10th place. They are on that 14th tie from 8th to 11 with Olympiacos, Valencia, Partizan and Basconium. While Jalgiris keeps uh, trailing in the standings. They are currently in 16th place with 8 wins and 15 losses and they are already 4 wins below the plains and it, it's very hard to picture Jalgiris being able to climb all the way back to the plains. But... There is something I will be looking at with this Chalgiris team. Is their home record? Currently, it's four wins and six losses. I expect them, with uh, the team having more uh, home than road wins, le- road games left, for them to to be able to turn around these uh, home records that they have so far and to be able to have a good uh, performance the rest of the way and try to to have a better record once once the regular season is done. Even if it's hard for me to picture them to climb all the way. To the top 10 that would give them access to the to the planes but with this Jalgiris team we can never say never and they will certainly be trying to do so the last game that happened on this round 23 was a very very important home win for milano 74 to 70 against uh, barcelona we have heard that uh, Mirotic is about to return. This uh, Milano team will finally be at full strength. This is a team that is very interesting with Napier, Shaven Shields. That was the, the game MVP. He ended this game with 23 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal and a PER of 26. And uh, Mirotic as well. This is a combination of players with uh, Ronnie Magruder also on the team. Players like Nicola Melli. This is a very rich team that can play at a very high level. Let's see if they can put it together, if they can go on a run and if they can match our early expectations for for this team. If something, they reinforce themselves well. Currently, this team can have a starting five of Shabazz Nipier, Ronnie Magruder, Shevon Shields, Nikola Mirotic, Nikola Melli. That's truly impressive. That's a great, great five for this Milano team. And on this game against Barcelona, they had a very strong first half. And despite Barcelona dominating the second half, it was enough for, for Milan to be able to secure this 74-70 to 70 win that leaves them in the 12th place in the standings. They are two wins below the playing spots, but they have legit aspirations to climb. And they are a team that I believe can compete with any team in this EuroLeague. The roster looks better. I believe the pieces make sense together now, way more than they did in the beginning of the season. It means I'm not discounting them just yet and I expect them to be competitive the rest of the way. Very well. Now that we recapped this uh, round 23, it's time for us to give you our preview and what to expect to this first day of the round 24. And we start with the game between Bayern Munich and Basconia. And for this game, we have a Bayern Munich that comes from a tough home loss against Aswell. And a Basconia that also had a tough home loss against uh, their rivals Valencia. Bayern currently ranking in 15th place with 9 wins and 14 losses. They are in a very tough position to reach the plains. So every game will really count for them and they just cannot afford to lose. Basconia will want to bounce back and they and they won't want to trail and start losing uh, margin to the teams that are in the, the playing positions that is where they expect to be. So this is a game very important for both of these teams and I believe way more important for the Basconia team that still has legit aspirations while I don't expect Bayern to be able to be in the competition for the playing once the regular season is done. But for this game, I believe that they will be able to be competitive. But let's hear it from our experts. And who do you guys expect to, to win this matchup? 
I believe that Basconia will win this game. We all know that both teams aren't known by defensive teams. So in this game, the best offense will win. And I believe that Basconia has a better offense, in my opinion. Uh, and I didn't like the way that Bayern took care of the ball in the previous game against Asvel. Uh, Asvel seemed a good defensive team. So for that reason, I believe that Basconia will win. Yeah, man. First of all, I agree with you that this is a tough game that could go both ways. Uh, the way I look at it is like if Serge Ibaka plays, uh, I feel pretty confident in, in saying Bayern uh, is the favorite, and, and I think that they will would win if, if he plays. But we don't really know if he's going to. So my guess is going to be if he plays, Bayern wins. If he doesn't, Basconi wins. So uh, I really think he's that much of a difference maker for this Bayern team. Um, I don't think Basconia has enough firepower outside of Marcus Howard to, to really beat Bayern on, on the road. So uh, if Bayern can count on Ibaka and his defensive presence, I, I think they have enough to, to hold down Basconia. So this is my guess. With Ibaka, Bayern wins. Without him, Basconia wins. Certainly can be a competitive game. Let's see who comes out of this game as the, the winner. Let's move into the next game that we'll be recapping that will take place on this uh, first day of the round uh, 24. It's the game between Asvel and Fenerbahce. Asvel is not in a run anymore for this edition of the EuroLeague. Fenerbahce is in the race for the, to have home court advantage in the, the first round of the playoffs. And that's extremely important for the Turkish team. They certainly will want to have that. And this is a game that they need to win to just stay on that fight and to not lose uh, track of the teams that are on the top four of the, the competition so far. Last time that these two teams met, Fenerbahce won 101 to 86. I do expect Fenerbahce to have too much firepower for this Asphalt team. Who do you guys see coming out of this game as the winner? Yeah, on this one, I'm going to go with Fenerbahce. Uh, even though Asphalt got a great win last week against Bayern, uh, I still think Fenerbahce is the superior team by far, and uh, especially defensively. And I think that's going to be the key for this matchup. Uh, I think they need to be locked in defensively because Asphalt can... Uh, produce uh, at a decent level, uh, scoring-wise. Uh, so if Fenerbahce is able to be consistent defensively, I just don't think Asvel can stop them on the other side. And Fener has a lot more options, in my opinion, and uh, a much more consistent team all around. So I'm going to go with Fenerbahce on this one. Yeah, I agree with Diogo. Even though that Asvel played really good against Bayern, but now is a different team. Fenerbahce is a way better team than Bayern is. Uh, Paris Lee is playing a good basketball uh, I really like the adding of Deshaun Thomas. Uh, Edwin Jackson stepped up on TLC absence, uh, being a scorer. But now uh, Fenerbahce is a whole different beast. Uh, even though that Fenerbahce is missing the two best forwards in Nigel Ace and Deshaun Pierre, but other guys can step up and can do their role. I mean, Noah did a great job in his debut. Uh, Tyler Dorsey and Goodrich can play as a forward. So this is why I believe that Fenerbahce will win. Fenerbahce has the advantage for this game and they need to win this game if they want to just continue to aspire to, to stay at the top of this league. Need is not the right way to put it. They It's an important game because it's a must-win game. It's a game that they should win and losing these games can get on the way of a team like Fenerbahce to have home court advantage in the playoffs. And they certainly won't want to allow that and they need to come into this game with the focus that they need to have, not play down to their competition but play up 
up to their level for them to be able to come out of the, this game with Asphalt as the, the, the winning team. The next game that will take place is the game between Red Star and Valencia. This is a Red Star team that currently is in 13th place with 9 wins and 14 losses against a Valencia that is in 9th place. It's a very important matchup for both of these teams and Red Star, after a tough loss in the, the previous round, they will want to step up and we know that at home this is a much better team that uh, playing on the road. They had a 6-9 home record against a 3-10 and road record and Valencia will need to play their very best to be able to beat Red Star in Belgrade. I don't expect this to be an easy game for Valencia, but Valencia is the team that is in a position to fight for the planes and to fight to for the playoffs and they certainly will want to win this game, but I expect this to be a hard one. What do you guys expect? Who you guys see as coming out of this game as the winners? This one is kind of tricky for me, but I believe that Red Star will win. In my opinion, they have the better team overall, top to bottom. Even though that the standings don't say the same, but uh, we can see like they have a lot of options. They're st- they're just dealing with some injuries, and now Nemanja Nedovic is back, but Milos Teodosic is is out. But with the adding of Javonte Smart, they had uh, a scoring type player, which is good. They needed that for sure. Uh, and for this game, they only need to shoot better because they shoot poorly against Albert Berlin. And now they're playing at home, so they have to, they need to shoot better for sure. So if they shoot better, I believe that they will win. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Valencia. Um, we all know Red Star is very good at home, but uh, without Milos Teodosic, which he hasn't been available uh, this past weekend, and I don't know if he's going to be, so uh, I'm guessing he won't play. Uh, I think without him, they've just become a different team, like offensively. They, they struggle a lot more, and they are too dependent on Yago Dushankuj, and this is no knock on him. I think he's a very good player, but I don't know if he's capable of carrying that offense the way Milos can. And Valencia had a great win last week as well. So uh, I believe Valencia is ready to, to become a consistent team and to play at this level um, week, week after week, game after game. Uh, I think everybody's healthy, so I believe Valencia has the, the keys and the pieces here. To, to win this game on the road, even though, of course, it's going to be very hard in Serbia. It's always tough, but I'm, I'm going to go with Valencia to get this upset. Yeah, this will be a tough game for Valencia on the road, but they certainly have a fighting chance and a chance to conquer this win. What will be very, very important for their aspirations moving forward on the decision of the EuroLeague? Let's look at the next game, and it puts the 8th place Olympiacos against the 7th place Alba in a game that Olympiacos must win, a game that Olympiacos should win to, to continue on the mix to end this season in the top six and uh, win one of the playoff spots. They certainly aspire to do so, and those are legit aspirations. Can Olympiacos conquer this win? Do you guys expect them to do so? This right here could be a, a tricky one because of the injuries, but I'm still going to say Olympiacos, uh, even though they don't have Milutinov or Mustafa Fall. Uh, but I'm going to trust that uh, Petrosev is going to be able to produce at a good enough level. And then with the help of guys like Peters and, and Sigma, uh, I think Olympiacos has enough. And also, Alba is not a, a, a very big team as far as the inside players and the big men. So uh, I think Olympiacos will, will still be the better team. I think they're going to lock down defensively. On the perimeter, with guys like Thomas Walker, Isaiah Cannon, and I, I believe Olympiacos playing at home it has enough to get this win. Even though Alba can always be a surprise for some people, so I think this game could be much closer than some people think. But I'm still gonna go with the favorites, Olympiacos. Yeah, I tend to agree with Yogo, uh, but Alba might have a chance in this game. 
because if they play small ball, uh, they might have a chance. Because the best card that they had in the previous game against Red Star was when uh, Justin Bean was playing at the five, uh, Proshida at the at the four two. So if they if they can be consistent enough for the whole forty minutes, they might have a chance. I don't see them being able because they're a young team and they're playing against one of the best teams, one of the best defensive teams. So uh, I do favor Olympiacos, but be careful uh, with Alba. Alba is a team that uh, in any given night they can always beat any team they are playing against and they certainly can try to put up a fight against Olympiacos, but I do expect Olympiacos to be prepared to be ready for this matchup and to be able to impose themselves, especially playing at home where they are uh, a very high-level team. They have an 8-4 home record against a 4-7 and road record. And I expect them to be able to impose themselves on the, this matchup against the album. The next game that will take place is the game that will put face-to-face -face Real Madrid, the most dominant team of the EuroLeague so far with 20 wins and 3 losses against Maccabi. that ranked in 7th place with 13 wins and 10 losses. This is a game that can be competitive, but in the first, uh, the first time that these two teams met each other on this edition of the EuroLeague, Real Madrid won by 29 points, 70 to 99. Maccabi certainly will want to revenge that loss, but uh, in Madrid, that is not an easy feat for anyone to be able to do it. Who do you guys think will win this game? Great game for sure. I believe that Real Madrid will win. Uh, shout out to Maccabi because they did a really good job against Panathinaikos. They only suffered 75 points, which is good against a really good team. Uh, but for now, I'm sticking with consistency, and Real Madrid is that. We all know that. And if Maccabi can improve and can be consistent on defense, they will be a force to, to be reckoned. But for now, uh, I'll trust Real Madrid uh, to win this one. This is a very tough one, uh, because I, I kind of feel like obligated to, to agree with you by picking, Bayer, uh, by picking Real Madrid. Uh, but I think this game is going to be very hard. Bayern's been going through a, a, a tough time lately. Uh, they've been losing a couple games. And Maccabi, they, they've been playing very good basketball. They got a great win over Panathinaikos last week. So I, I think this game could be very, very close. Ultimately, I, I think Real is going to try to bounce back from these late losses. And I think they will try to get on the right track again, even though they've been without Walter Tavares. Uh, but I think Maccabi will give them a run for their money. So I, I think this game will be a lot closer than what we expect. Uh, but I'm still going to go Real Madrid to win the game. I, I agree with you there. Diogo with Bayern his mind for a little bit right there. I get it. We also see the talent that this Bayern team has and their ability to what their best to be competitive against almost anyone. But uh, I don't think it's happening for them quite now. But <laughs> talking about this game and talking about the game between Real Madrid and Maccabi, I expect it to be highly competitive. I also think that Real Madrid is favorite, as you guys pointed out. And I expect it to, to be able to become a very good and very competitive game. This takes us to the end of this this episode of the European Hoops podcast. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for our preview of the second day of the competition. We will keep you up to date with everything that is happening and also what to expect from the games to come. Follow us on Twitter at Tito Zero League. Subscribe to the podcast. And as always, I'll be talking with you guys soon. See you guys. Hope you liked it and stay tuned for more. Bye guys. See you on the next episode.